Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, happy holidays. Happy holidays, Eric. This is, uh, we're getting there, man. The 2020 is finally almost over. Um, we're on our last few reviews of the year. Um, we have our Christmas releases as well as, uh, you know, a few other surprises coming before the end of the year. Um, but how you doing, man? You glad that this fucking year's over or what? Yes. I mean, technically the calendar year is coming to an end, but I'm sure the first half of Nothing 2021 will, <laughs> will be, the exactly same, be the same, but with maybe some, you know, hope at the end of the, or light at the end of the tunnel, or maybe, you know, like don't go to the light like Joe Gardner in, in Seoul. <laughs> Yes, today we are reviewing Pete Doctor's Soul, starring Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, uh, Questlove, uh, Felicia Rashad, David Diggs, Angela Bassett, uh, and more. It is released by Disney Pixar on Disney Plus on Christmas Day, so um, you guys will be able to check that out. No premier access, you just have access to Soul. You don't got to pay $30. It's just in your account. Unlike if you have a Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yeah, that's also true, which we will have a review up um, in the next couple days. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, but Eric, yes, uh, a new Pixar movie. The second Pixar movie this year, both being released to Disney Plus, basically, because Onward, the last Onward being the last movie I saw in theaters before this pandemic uh, on February 28th, uh, the leap day. Uh, 28th or 29th? What is Leap Day? 29th. Usually 29th? Yeah, 29th. Yeah. Uh, my birthday's in February. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, Soul. Uh, take it away. What is Soul, Eric? Yeah, so uh, Soul is Pixar's 23rd film. And uh, as the title would suggest, uh, they're doing a lot of soul searching for this one. Um, Jamie Foxx voices a middle school teacher named Joe Gardner who has kind of settled down from you know, his dream and passion in life of becoming a great jazz pianist, but doesn't want to give up that dream either at the same time and gets the opportunity to perform uh, at a jazz club, thanks to a, a former student of his. And this opportunity is a once in a lifetime kind of gig, the one that he's been waiting for all of his life. Uh, but life also has a way of intervening when he falls down a manhole and dies. Yeah. <laughs> and on then, his way back from the audition, right? Yes. From the audition, which he, you know, he impresses, um, the band and, and, uh, Angela Bassett's Dorothea, who's, uh, the lead singer. And then he wakes up or is brought into the great beyond. And, you know, the great beyond is the version of, you know, heaven, but it's not called heaven, um, where souls go after they die. And it's kind of this conveyor belt leading up, but Joe doesn't feel that he's ready to go. So he tries to escape and ends up falling into the great before, which is where, baby souls who haven't had their birth yet to come into you know existence are still developing and finding that spark that thing that drives them creatively and personally and makes them an individual and he is able to con his way into being a mentor um because the jerry's the counselor jerry's voiced by uh, alice braga and uh, richard iote um give him an opportunity to teach the uh, sort of 
problem child of the souls soul 22 voiced by tina fey and then what happens from there is you get a kind of classic um two-hander that becomes a fish out of water story um that goes to some places that are very abstract and also what you would think in terms of like the microcosm and and macro of what life is only through you know the 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 guise of a pixar movie yeah, man, I was I I was blown away by this. This is just classic uh, Pixar through and through, and I think this is my favorite thing that they've done since Inside Out, probably, which wasn't that long ago, and feels kind of like a spiritual sequel to Inside Out a little bit. Um, but yeah, you put it perfectly, and I, I just feel like no one captures life quite like Pixar does, and and quite and puts it onto film in a way that is. Um, you know, deep and existential and just thought provoking for adults, but then also has very silly humor to keep and colorful images to keep children entertained for its runtime. Like this movie is not a kid's movie by any means. It is marketed as a kid's movie, but some of the stuff that they kind of tackle and, and, and talk about and, and showcase through this, uh, through this animated film are, are, is very, very deep and, and makes you, you know, think about your own life and, and existence in general. And, and it's always impresses me that they take very adult themes and not adult in a raunchy way or anything like that, but just very adult themes and kind of wrap them in this guise of a children's film. And they're just so good at that. And I mean, some movies skew, you know, uh, more for kids than others, but, um, when they're at their best, it, it is that perfect balance of both. And I feel like soul is that perfect example of that, where it is that type of movie that you want to take your kids to and, and adults will get more out of it than kids will even get out of it. But kids will still, laugh at some of the goofy you know pizza falling out of the guy's butt or someone making a someone making some goofy slapstick kind of joke or humor and and it's very colorful and the sounds are great and um and that's why i just love this this studio and why uh, uh people fell in love with pixar and why they're the best at what they do and 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 soul is the perfect example of that i think it's one of the best movies of the year um from everything from trent Reznor and atticus ross's score which is incredible who they also worked with john baptiste um, uh who also did the jazz arrangements for it yeah so uh baptiste did a lot of the jazz music and then you get into the great beyond and the great before and it kind of goes into that synthy kind of resner ross kind of score and it's just this this amazing you know juxtaposition between the real world and this and this existential kind of uh world and and it's just the music is fantastic the animation is gorgeous i thought jamie fox is 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 phenomenal as Joe, um, just a very per- like someone you just want to kind of cheer for because everyone's kind of you know been in that situation of not down on their luck but kind of stuck in something and, and chasing their dreams and kind of like that. I thought Tina Fey was great, just hearing different people pop up like David Diggs and and Richard Ayoade, like you said, and, and and a lot more. But um, I just really really loved this movie. I thought it's classic Pixar through and through, and um, I think ultimately it's probably my second favorite film of the year, right after Promising Young Woman. 
Yeah, it's it's one of the best films of the year, uh, most definitely. And uh, again, like it feels almost like Pixar with this movie and a little bit with Inside Out, but more so this film. Like, you know, if, if Inside Out is the kind of like, you know, the beginning of, you know, forming as an individual and figuring out who you are, this is the existential crisis of yeah. Pixar, where it feels like, you know, the people working there right now are going through this moment of life and being like, you know, what's it all about? And why are we here? And, and what makes us us you know what are what are the things that kind of sum us up and is that something that is defined by personality or passion you know and and those things are explored in a very abstract manner and i feel like a lot of the you know, like the counselor characters are very much a representation or reflection of that. And then you have Rachel House, who kind of steals the show as counselor oh, yeah. Terry, <laughs> who's kind of like the the antagonist of the film, who's chasing after uh, Joe in 22 throughout. And she's kind of like the, you know, the, the one that's kind of on the outs with the other Jerry's, but the other Jerry's are still very, you know, polite and kind to her in that kind of way. Um, but there is some very dark adult humor here that i feel like you know pixar does perfectly where they're able to blend it within kind of the facade of a kids movie that you know kids won't be traumatized by it necessarily but adults when they watch it will be like oh yeah i get this and this is <laughs> yeah. like something i've i've been through or i I'm, I'm experiencing now and i just like the idea how perspective plays a role as well and like how we see you know certain things in our lives that are sort of minuscule or small and might not represent much and then you know in the big scheme of things but they might be important you know overall to enjoy and just also the idea of cherishing and and really you know not taking moments for granted i think is an important sort of look in in terms of like you know life and nature and sort of just having a moment to really take it all in and and you know in a world that we are in now where you know we've had to put everything on pause you know i i feel people have become more you know at least recognize that you know we 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 miss social interaction we miss you know going outside and being with other people and with this movie in a way you know like it it takes a moment to you know smell the flowers in in, in a way and you know what we do take for granted uh on a daily basis and those little moments are the things that make us us you know as well um As you mentioned, I think the voice cast is amazing. I think uh, Kemp Powers, who's the co-director and co-writer on this, who also wrote One Night in Miami, um, is a great addition to the Pixar family. Um, There's... It's just a. Oh, I didn't realize Kemp Powers co-directed it. That's my bad. I was yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, he's he's also new to the the family, but but uh, the Pixar family. But he is um, a, a playwright as well, and so he's kind of like the new guy in here. And and again, you know, this story is also you know very personal for him, and it's you know also. Uh, important to mention that this is the first uh, African-American protagonist in a Pixar movie and one of the first in a Disney animated film, at least uh, computer animated. Since, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Since I guess princess and the frog. Yeah. But that was, that's yeah. 2d animation. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. That's important. Yeah. Good thing to note. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and again, it's just, it's, it's one of those movies where it reminds you that Pixar still has a soul of their own that they're able to create movies that aren't just franchise based because in the last little while, with the exception of onward, we've gotten, you know, toy story four and, you know, Incredibles two and monsters university and things like that. And cars three, 
And I understand why they're making those movies, but when they started the company back in the late nineties with the first Toy Story movie, their their mandate was always to make films that were original, you know, to tell story to, to, to story was first and foremost, but also at the same time to you know, tell original stories and creative stories and do things that are different. And then they kind of had this lull after up that was kind of like, okay, let's go back to telling, you know, s- you know, stories with these familiar characters that are, you know, already, you know, f- foolproof and, and, you know, kids will love. And, and, and again, I, we don't, we're, we've been very vocal before. We're not cars fans, but I understand why cars works for little kids, but th- that's the kind of Pixar movie that you would always look at and be like, okay, that truly is for children. Um, this is not like, I, I can see adults watching this on, you know, Christmas day with their kids and getting as much out of it as the kids do, you know, or even more, more so than the kids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a nice reminder that Pixar, when they can, when they do original content, they're the best in the game. And, uh, yeah. this is definitely on the, this is top tier on the upper echelon of, of their creativity scale. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and the movie's surprising too. I feel like they did a good job with the marketing. Uh, it's not something we talk about super often in our reviews, but, um, I feel like the film goes to places that I wasn't expecting in the movie and doesn't sound like it should work on paper or it seems like something that's been overdone a million times but the way pixar can handle it and make it kind of a fun like you said fish out of water thing both in the great beyond and back on earth again like is kind of a a fun you know mix up and i just feel like uh, having tina Fey's 22 character in there as kind of that you know heart and soul of the movie um to try and see like you know how i don't know i just really connected with it of trying to find that passion and whether our i mean eric and i our passion is movies and just finding it through passions music and things like that like and, and it's so much deeper than that but then how they take that character of someone who has not yet been born but can in someone who just can't find that spark and then uh and it's been you know god knows how long um that they've been looking for it and it's just i think that's an important thing even in life and like you said as adults watch this and anyone anyone of any age and you don't know if you have that spark yet i I don't think it's ever too late and i feel like the movie does a great job of kind of you know putting life into perspective and just i mean we're kind of repeating ourselves but i just um having this human character of joe and then this like you know someone with the you know someone who's discovering earth and discovering you know the love of why you would want to be born and why you would want to live this short life on earth i thought was really beautiful and i just yeah i mean they're the best dude and like i i it's it's so refreshing and nice because like you said like it's not like i have disliked any of those pixar franchises other than cars <laughs> like right. i think cars is the only one but you do get to a point like i i really enjoyed incredibles too but to me it's like all right that's a little bit more forgettable than something like a like a soul and even onward earlier this year has some heartfelt moments and the last act is pretty good but overall felt like a, a little bit of a misstep but just kind of a or even a misstep for pixar is like you know a three out of five like it's a good movie but like it's not great where now when you finally get that five star banger um again you're just like all right this is exactly what i want from them and i hope i understand the need for 
franchises and you know money makers and things like that and we discussed this in our uh you know two and a half hour podcast on the disney investors call which you guys can go check out it's our last um untitled movie podcast draft the 80th draft um where we talked about and joked about pixar a little bit because you can tell that you know disney probably puts a little bit of pressure on them to you know continue the cars franchise continue the toy story franchise continue in, i mean it, it took them a while but they finally got them to do another incredibles and and etc cetera, etc cetera. and it seems like they they're doing the you know two for us one for you kind of thing where you're getting 60% of the movies or tv shows seem to be like original content and then that 40% seems like okay you got to work on cars or you got to work on something else um uh that you know maybe they don't care as much about but they still i feel like put their all in everything and um even if onward like felt like a little bit of like okay this seems like minor pixar they'll always kind of come back with something fantastic and um for this not to be on premiere i think is is interesting and um i mean it's to get one of the best films of the year on streaming services for you know with your subscription is a nice you know christmas present for the end of a shitty year and i um i definitely highly suggest watching it with your family watch it by yourself watch it with friends whoever i think it is a fantastic fantastic movie up in you know the upper echelon of of top pixar movies with the inside outs and the ups and the wallies and the i don't know what your favorite pixar movies are erica we haven't really discussed this i would say toy story 3 is probably i mean but 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 again i mean we were talking about original you know like versus but that's what i'm saying that they they they, when they can and they are invested, they can still turn a you know a, a franchise into a fantastic original story, right? Yeah, and I, I mean I love Monsters Inc. and Ratatouille, and I think the first half of Wall-E is incredible, and Up is 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 great. Like, th- there's so much to to love with their films, and and yeah, when they do a franchise right, they like I I don't think Toy Story four needed to exist, but it wasn't a bad sort of you know footnote to you know, the series as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, at the same time, I would have been content with the third one, which I think the third one ended perfectly. I think it was a great story. You know, it it felt like, okay, this justifies them making, you know, three movies and even two is, is, is a great film. Um, and, and, and I also understand why, you know, they, they keep going back to that well and why they're going to make, you know, light year, even though it's, (laughs) you know, even though it's not, Buzz the it's toy. Ba- it's not based on Buzz the toy. Yeah, it's based off the man which is something we're going to probably have to be repeating for the next like you know three years when it comes up. Um, you know, in, in in review, but it is also nice to hear that they're you know they're they're making movies like Turning Red, Domi Shi's uh you know feature length uh directorial debut, and you know uh, Luca, which is their 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 next movie. So you know, like in between those kind of more commercial, you know, like you know fail safe films we're getting movies that are a little bit more abstract, a little bit more weird, a little bit out there in terms of what they're dealing with that are kind of, you know, as much geared towards the parents watching as the kids. And, you know, these movies, I never feel like they're condescending in any way or, you know, you know, pandering and others like they're, they're, they're the right amount of, um, you know, childish kind of slapsticky humor, sight gags with, a heart and soul that is melancholy at times. This movie, even more so again than Inside Out, feels like it's a film that is looking at, 
you know, the world in a way that's like, am I having this weird midlife crisis? Yeah. And it makes you look at your own life and feel that way. And it's not necessarily a a wonderful feeling, but it's, it puts life in perspective. And I feel like, um, makes you look at your own life and just life in general and existence in general. It's what um, you make of it, you know, like it's what you make of life. And, and, and again, I love the idea that, you know, Joe is so focused on giving this great performance and being discovered, you know, having a, a, a late in life kind of epiphany and kind of wanting to make his late father proud. And, you know, yeah. we didn't even talk about the relationship that he has with his mother, who's a tailor voiced by no, Felicia. And there's a really great Shaw. moment. Um, yeah, Amazing, a very emotional yeah. moment uh, between those two. And like, again, you, you, you feel that like, it is really getting at something that, you know, one moment doesn't define you and like the build up to it, you know, might be exciting and anxiety ridden and, you know, that that's the thing that you're working towards, but it doesn't necessarily pay off even if you are successful, you know, like it's, that's not the thing that makes you, you, you are more complex than that. You are, you know, somebody that has real emotions and feelings and, can't be defined by just a single, you know, moment in life. And I think that's what the movie really is, you know, getting at. Yeah. And succeeds in that for sure. Uh, I think it's almost a perfect movie. It's a a five out of five for me. Yeah. I'm also going to give it a five out of five. And again, you know, there's going to be so many options available on, on Christmas day. And, and, and I wouldn't, you know, slight anybody or criticize anybody for renting wonder woman, 1984 and watching that, or, you know, even witches, but if you're going to watch something, I would highly recommend Soul just because it's a movie that I think will work for most people. And and I know that, you know, some people won't be with their families this year. And I think this is a film that is, you know, wonderful to watch on your own. That'll make you kind of feel, you know, that kind of holiday spirit as well in a, in a strange way. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I can't wait to rewatch it in, in 4k and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I definitely want to watch it with my family or, um, or recommend it to them over the holidays. And I, I'm excited to give it another watch. So that's saying something. Yeah. Christmas is uh, pretty stacked this year with wonder woman, with soul, with, I mean, promising young woman, which is only in cinemas uh right now but you know still being released on christmas day so uh, a lot to squeeze in before the end of the year um but yeah definitely check out soul everyone available on christmas day disney plus for not for free but if you're subscribed you get it so uh definitely check it out uh thank you all for listening um uh, we have other reviews up on this channel right now you guys can check out our reviews for uh the midnight sky news of the world uh what else have we done lately eric uh we have uh, happiest season which is uh, a holiday themed movie which is now available for free on uh amazon prime in canada oh wow already so, yeah that's awesome uh, we got, you know, our Cobra Kai seasons one and two spoiler cast, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Monster Hunter, Mank, lots of reviews, uh, Christmas Chronicles part two, uh, lots of stuff up on the reviews channel. Uh, like I mentioned, also Untitled Movie Podcast, our 80th draft, we covered Disney Investor Day. So lots of Pixar news, Marvel news, Lucasfilm news. 
uh, Disney animated news uh, there, as well as uh, conversations. Our two newest conversations are up with Joey Noel and Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny. So go check those out over on Untitled Movie Conversations. Um, and as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, uh, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all of those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. You can also follow the Untitled Movie Podcast on all social medias at Untitled underscore cast. Drop us a review if you have a couple seconds on your podcast service of choice. We'd really appreciate it. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. And until next time. To infinity and the great beyond.